Welcome to Simple Faith with host Dale Carlson, bringing solid Christian answers to your questions and concerns. on Life-Changing Radio. Here's host, Dale Carlson. Good afternoon. I'm so happy you could join us today uh, on Saturday uh, from 3 to 4. Uh, we're, we're here with Simple Faith Radio, and I'm here with Bob Bomier today. I'm not, Jim didn't make it today. No, he didn't. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I hope he's okay. Uh, but I've got a very special guest today, some of this uh, special to my heart, and uh, my brother Brian is on the line today, and he's going to be talking to us a little bit about Bible prophecy, and I know this is simple faith, and uh, prophecy can kind of seem complicated at some times, but there's so much going on in this world, and there's so much talk about this that uh, it's something that my brother holds very close to his heart, and he spends an enormous amount of time researching and and and, uh, and reading about what's going on in the world and what's happening uh, in country to country and uh, uh, as it lines up in Scripture. So, welcome, Brian. Are you here? I'm here. Well, good. <laughs> what's the weather look like in uh, Apache Junction, Arizona? Beautiful. Sunny and 81 degrees. <laughs> 81 degrees. Well, we won't see that for a while no. up here. So I'm so happy you could join me today, Brian. We've talked about this for a long time, and and uh, and we'll uh, we'll have a good conversation. But I know God's been very good to you over the years, and you talk about how he's how he's protected you and and uh, and and kept you uh, whole all this time. I wonder if you could share a little bit of your testimony and how that's uh, how that's brought you to the place that you are. My goodness, I don't know where to start, but uh, you're right. God is good and <clears throat> faithful to me through the years and to my family um, I just uh, retired here about uh, five years ago and uh, in my tenure at, at 3M I was uh, just amazed at, at the changes that were going on and we went through a lot of downsizing and and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of really big changes throughout the company, and uh, that affected my position as well. And uh, through all that, through that entire um, time, God just absolutely blessed my socks off. Um, all I needed to do was to truly put things in his hands and uh, when there was uh, news of downsizing or or uh, a, a shift in, in what was actually going on there I was able to stay at 3M a lot of times people yeah. that uh, were senior to you were let go and, and uh, but you stayed yeah there was one instance where I, I had no doubt at all 
that I should be the one to go. I had the least seniority. I had the least experience. And uh, when it came right down to it, uh, you know, I, again, I put it in the Lord's hands, and, and uh, they chose somebody else rather than me. And uh, I was just as flabbergasted as, as he was when he got the news. And yeah. I felt really sorry for him, but, uh, but he bounced back and uh, got another position in, in another company, and I was very happy for him, and I was happy for myself as well. And you would have bounced back had uh, had you been laid off. I know that for a fact. <laughs> well, that's why I put it in his hands. That's because, right. Uh, like I prayed, I said, God, I know that, that this doesn't look very good for me, but uh, you're in control. And I concede uh, that control to you, and uh, things turned out really well. And they always have as a result of, of trusting in God. Well, I remember those years, and I remember how frightened uh, Mom and Dad were and how frightened I was that you were going to lose your jobs, and, and you're, you're, you always were, were solid. And you say, it's in God's hands. I'm not worried. Uh, whatever happens, uh, it's God's plan. And I just am as blessed as you are. Not, probably not quite as, as blessed, but uh, but blessed to see God working in your life. I'm blessed that you are able to uh, be down in uh, Apache Junction, mm. Arizona now, uh, running around the desert in your four wheeler and uh, and enjoying enjoying your retirement years. Sometimes I feel a little bit jealous. You're two years younger <laughs> than me, so uh, <laughs> I'm still working. But I enjoy working. Well, well, Brian, what I hear from you, ultimately, is trusting him. Trusting him through, you know, the trying times. People are going through so many trying times today, and there's uncertainty everywhere. I mean, there's uncertainty whether there's going to be food on the shelves at the shopping center, whether, uh, you, you know, so many different things that come against us. Um, but what I hear from you, Brian, is you've learned to trust him. Absolutely. And I know I feel the same way about Dale, you know, in, mm. in just the ways that he's trusted God through thick and thin and how God has blessed him. I, I love to hear his testimony when he talks about that and how God's taking care of him. Mm. So it, it, I'm nobody special. No, you're not, and we're not. We're not uh, the 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 lady that we had last week, and so many people that we've had on the air before that have said exactly the same thing. It's trusting God and mm -hmm. letting Him have control, and knowing that He loves us, and uh, and that that uh, whatever situation uh, we're in, He's going to work that out so that uh, that it's the best for us. And sometimes it's difficult, and sometimes it's uh, it's easy. But uh, but God is always in control. Yes, He is. Uh, yesterday, yes, yesterday I was talking with you, and I'd never heard this story before. But do you have uh, you have a story as to how you initially became interested in uh, Bible prophecy? I heard that. Oh, for, yeah, go ahead. Well, sometimes I I don't like to reveal that. <laughs> that part about me, but I, I nobody's listening. Just a few of us. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just tell you guys. We'll keep in confidence. Yeah, just, just, <laughs> just, just say it qu quietly. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm uh, speaking sign language here. <laughs> no, I. Uh, 
I was I was young and uh, in my teen years, and and we were raised in a Christian home, but uh, I didn't know my Bible very well at that point. I hadn't read it yet, and uh, just bits and pieces, and and uh, I wasn't living my life totally for God at that time. And uh, I was reading some books, and uh, I just had uh, a, a, a deep desire to know the future or to be able to control things around me. And this book was talking about that uh, quite a bit. So I uh, read one book and and uh, bought another one, and I was reading that. And as I was uh, reading, uh, this this word sorcery came up. And uh, I thought, that doesn't sound good to me. And so I started looking in the Bible about what it said about sorcery, and my jaw just about hit the floor. And uh, I thought, this is this is actually what I'm doing. And uh, God says in his word that, that uh, those who do these kind of things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. I gathered up those books, I burnt them, and uh, I haven't looked back since. But I asked God, I said, this is this is going to open up a huge hole in my life. What do I do with these desires? And uh, all of a sudden I started reading some of God's prophetic word. And it was a perfect uh, thing to, to fill that void in my life. And I've been doing it ever since. When you so say, it's always intrigued me. When you say sorcery, uh, Brian, uh, what what does that entail? Well, it's using uh, using uh, the works of Satan to try to enhance my own personal life, and uh, whether it's uh, uh, utilizing drugs or utilizing. Uh, uh, you know, a different uh, chance, mm. or uh, or speaking to the dead. Yep. Okay. Yep. So those things you found in Scripture weren't what God wanted from you, and you read the Bible and and came up with a different conclusion. And now you've spent—I know just from talking to you—that uh, you've spent you know thousands, maybe tens of thousands of hours just really uh, paying attention to what's going on around us and and, uh, and what scripture has to say about us so what's what's uh, what's what do you see that's going on uh, today I know that people have said for years that oh this is the year Jesus has come I know World War two that was a big thing with Hitler and and I know you know all the way back to the disciples there was always people have been anticipating the return of Christ but there's something different about this generation isn't there well, I certainly think so because uh, God's prophetic time clock is Israel, mm. and uh, those generations which thought they would would see the return of Christ, and it, including uh, I know Corey Tinboom was one of those people. Um, they thought that what Christ would come in their time, but what they didn't have was. Uh, Israel reborn as a nation as prophesied and when that happened in 1948 
that started the prophetic time clock ticking again. Mm. And he, all the even all Larkins the prophets, said, you know, the Larkins chat, uh, you know, charts and stuff he had made out. Even he said, I think it was nineteen nineteen. He said he believes that Israel is a spiritual has a spiritual application that because it could never happen physically. Right. Yeah, I know a lot of people have said that. Mark Mark Twain was was one when uh, I can't remember what year he visited Israel, but it was uh, it was in his time, mm. and it was the most forsaken place he had ever seen. He couldn't imagine what uh, what all the fuss was about because it was nothing but a dried up desert, and there's hardly anything alive there at all. Mm. Well, now Israel is one of the biggest uh, producers of, of food in the area. It's beautiful. The, the, the land is lush and green, and, and uh, they've done a lot of work to plant trees and, and, uh, and, and fruit trees, and, and it's just lush and green. Yes. And uh, the Bible predicts that, too. So in 1948, uh, that was kind of the time all this got started. And I think uh, the Bible also says that uh, that in the last days, knowledge shall increase. And I know I'm blown away yeah. by, uh, by what's happened in my lifetime. I remember uh, the, first black and white col- uh, the first black and white TV that our friends had. And we used to go over there and, and be amazed watching I Love Lucy and things mm-hmm. like that on the, on the television. Uh, and now it's you know that's the television is almost past it on and on and on. So many things have happened in these last uh, this last generation. Well, we we were born in the um, uh, industrial age, right? And now we're in the, what they call the information age. Uh, you buy your cell phone today, and then you look at the billboard going home, and you realize the new one's already out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I can it's remember. In high, I can remember in high school. Uh, my high school was the first. Uh, school in Minnesota to have a computer. Yeah. And uh, that was amazing. And now your cell phone has a thousand times or 10,000 times the amount of its information held on that cell phone than that computer did in those days. It's it's amazing. Yeah. Talk about There's that. There's more power yeah. in the cell phone that, that, that I'm holding right now than put the first um, uh, rocket on the moon. Isn't that something? It's just incredible. So knowledge has increased. And it keeps on increasing. Uh, back in the day, it used to take an entire century for knowledge to double. And uh, in the 1900s now, it doubled uh, in 1950. And uh, it just started exponentially growing. Mm. And now the scientists tell us that knowledge is increasing at a rate of about uh, 11 or 12 hours. Doubling. It's doubling every 11 to 12 hours. And the reason for that is that we've got artificial intelligence that is learning from artificial intelligence. And the goal is to have uh, an artificial intelligence being that thinks and acts like a normal person. Mm. And they're getting closer to that all the time. Hmm. 
So we're it's just mind blowing. I mean, how can, how can they do that? The only reason they can actually do that is because uh, of all the data that that they can feed it, and uh, they have the ability nowadays to store everything, every every stroke of the, uh, the every keystroke, every text, every phone conversation. Well, uh, I think they can store it all. I think Brian. And, we always thought the mark of the beast was a, a, a was go to the tattoo parlor and get a big tattoo on your forehead or your arm, right hand. But we're seeing technology that so far surpasses that. That's that's so true. Uh, there's so much that they can put in a tiny microchip mm. and slip it on on you know the back of your hand or into your forehead that can store an enormous amount of data, can track everything that we do. Mm. Mm. Well, I think we're just about time here to go for a break. Is that right, Nate? We got a, would we have a break time yet? So uh, we're going to be back here in just a couple of minutes. Hold and, on, uh, Brian. Hold on, Brian. We're going we're gonna, to, okay. gonna, we'll talk with you some more. Sounds good. Welcome back. This is Dale Carlson from with Simple Faith. I'm here with my friend Bob Bomier and my brother Brian Carlson calling from Apache Junction, Arizona. Are you still there, Brian? I'm still here. Well, I wonder if you could bring us up to date a little bit on what's going on in the world today. As well, it, as it lines up with uh, Bible prophecy. Well, that's. Uh Certainly, uh, what's happening nowadays is, uh, you know, the prophecy in, in Daniel in the ninth chapter talks about knowledge increasing, and uh, I think that's happening at an exponential rate. Uh, there's so many things that are aligning right now with the prophetic word, um, including the alignment of the, the nations and and uh, so many more things, but uh, what really impressed me is that uh, I've been going through a, a series uh, called the AI Invasion, and it's uh, it's by uh, its author is uh, Billy Crone, and he's done a, a great job of uh, encapsulating uh, a lot of different things that artificial intelligence is doing and uh, how the Antichrist is going to use it in the end times to control everybody. And so uh, I guess the the main thing is uh, the way they're selling all this uh, is, is that it's going to be such a convenience for us. But the flip side of the coin is that it can be used against us. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, um, uh, just the the work in in digitizing all these all these uh, computer chips and being able to store data which artificial intelligence needs to be able to grow itself and uh, so it's it's uh, data storage um, the ability to store it all and keep it all and uh, to be able to feed it through artificial intelligence that are that already exists mm. to uh, grow the database 
I think we could see that on Facebook, uh, you know, in, in some of these other applications. I mean, there's a lot of talk about uh, the information gathering and how that, uh, how how much they can know about us just by participating in a, on a Facebook page. And everybody, it, that's kind of innocuous, we think, until we start hearing some of the things that are happening as a result. Uh, well, we can certainly see the things that are happening. Uh, mm. They're trying to control the culture by canceling. Uh, certain opinions and, and certain people that they don't like, and uh, it's uh, it's amazing that across so many platforms that is happening. It's almost like it's a conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think about Russia right now at the Ukraine border? Uh, do you see that fitting into anything as far as end times? Well, it uh, it certainly could. I mean, it, you know, it, it's kind of speculation at this point, but we know yes. Russia at some point is going to come in from the north and and attack Israel. And uh, there's uh, uh, an invasion in Ezekiel 38 and 39 mm. that, that very well could trigger. And... Uh, also, uh, there's a lot of tension going on in, in Syria right now, and a lot of this we don't see on normal news channels. Um, you really have to go to people that live in the area and uh, that really don't have an agenda other than telling the truth. And uh, there have been uh, missile attacks in uh, Syria, and while... And, while, and that's uh, with uh, Israel attacking them, right? Israel, yeah. yeah. Well, Israel's returning attacks. Oh, returning, yes. And, and uh, destroying uh, uh, drone bases and missiles that are, are coming in. Mm. And a lot of this is happening right around Damascus. Mm. And we know the prophecy in uh, Isaiah 17 that uh, Damascus at some point is one of the oldest cities on earth, yet uh, it will be destroyed. Uh, God's word tells us, and it will become a heap of ruins, and it won't be inhabited anymore. And Russia's down there right now, aren't they? Russia is down there right now, and they're doing a lot down there right now, under the guise of uh, in, in hiding behind what's happening in Ukraine. So this uh, this will be very interesting to watch to see what what happens. So what should we, what, as Christians, you know, I think, Bob, you were saying earlier that one in three chapters in the Bible has, uh, to, has, deal with prophecy. has to deal with prophecy. Yep. And we kind of, we kind of, uh, we don't like to hear that. It's, it seems complicated to us. And, and uh, you know, there's been so much talk about it over mm-hmm. the years, and mm-hmm. uh, Jesus still hasn't come. So, you know, what what uh, what do we see the benefit of? of studying prophecy for in in this day and age well i think young people a lot of people are afraid of it because they're saying hey dad i haven't gotten married yet i haven't gotten my first car yet you know let me live will you uh instead of spoiling my life uh what do you say to that brian well i would say that uh you know if you look at the what some of the first things that are going to happen uh during the tribulation era after christ comes for his church Mm. Uh, we're going to get the seven seal judgments, the seven 
bold judgment. Mm. And there's going to be uh, all these, all these, the trumpet judgments. There, there's going to be all these judgments that are going to happen, and some of them are going to happen in the first three and a half years mm. of the tribulation. And if you read about the the uh, amount of people that are going to be killed, and uh, and uh, just just die in horrible ways, I don't want to be around here for that. No. And we as Christians don't have to worry about being around for that because we're we're going to be gone. We aren't going to have to suffer God's wrath. And uh, God's going to come and take us out. But for those loved ones of ours that are left behind, it motivates me to spread the gospel and tell them the yes. good news. And that that uh, what's happening now isn't all gloom and doom. It's predicted in the Bible. It tells me that God is in control. Yes, he is. And these things have to happen. And for those that are, are waiting for uh, our evacuation are uh, are being protected, and uh, I'm certainly one of those people. I just mm. uh, I can't believe how God has blessed us through this entire thing. We've had COVID twice, both my wife and I, wow. and had COVID twice, and uh, you know we got sick a little bit and we got better. So God is protecting us. Yeah, that's wonderful. And, and, you know, we are living in some pretty serious times. But I think really when uh, a lot of young people that were opposed to hearing it, I think are now becoming more interested because I don't think even they can uh, avoid uh, or to uh, be ignorant of, of all the current events that seem to be so biblical in proportion. Well, I certainly hope that... Uh People are starting to wake up and mm. realize that things are happening just as God told us they yes. would. And um, he likens them to birth pangs. Mm. And uh, so what happens when when a baby is born, those birth pangs happen more and more intensely and more often until the baby comes. And so... Uh, I think people are starting to be aware that things aren't normal. Things aren't like what they used to be. And, and not only just the COVID situation, but uh, the lawlessness that the Bible predicts. And uh, and uh, all the things that are happening with earthquakes and, That's right. and, uh, and, and floods and tsunamis and, and uh, just the weather in general. No, we're just uh, we're being going crazy. We're being turned inside out. You know, it says in Scripture that the that what was considered good is going to be evil, and what was considered evil was going to be good. And I, you know, I find I find myself dizzy sometimes at the at the change of values that uh, we've we've undergone in this country and throughout the world, really. Uh, I agree wholeheartedly with that. Uh, you know, it used to be that uh, Christians. Christians were were looked at as as a holy people, mm. and uh, now we're we're uh, in a lot of people's eyes we're evil. Yeah, and uh, even though we're doing we're trying to do good things, uh, we're looked at as evil and an enemy of the state. Um, well, well, a lot of people say, well, I wouldn't feel condemned about my lifestyle if the church didn't exist because they're the ones that project that upon me. And, and, of course, we know that isn't true. 
So you're saying that that uh, having the, the the having that kind of an attitude gives you uh, license to not not uh, not honor God or not look look at God. Right. Yeah. Well, well, they see that as the obstacle. Yeah. You know, our our viewpoint um, is what causes the shame. It, it's 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 we are creating all these problems, and and it reminds me of of. Uh, uh, Ahab, when he when he saw the prophet walking along, Elijah, and he says to him, he said, you have troubled Israel. And the prophet says, no, it's not me that's troubled Israel. It's you and your prophets of Baal yeah. that, are, that have yeah. troubled Israel. And so they twist it around and call good evil and evil good. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden the church is, is representation of condemnation and, and, and just a drag on, on what... Mm-hmm. Uh, sin wants to do or what people want to do oh and people don't want to talk about sin there's a a thing called sin and and, uh, people just don't want to be confronted with that Mm. well I remember one pastor said once said you can preach about preach on sin all you want just don't name it (laughs) exactly yeah I think that is that has actually happened and it's robbed people of knowing the the uh entirety of the Word of God, the whole counsel of the Word of God. Yes. So, and, uh, you know, if prophecy is about one-third of the Bible, then mm. maybe one-third of our sermons <laughs> should have something prophetic in nature in them. Hmm. And that's sure not happening. Hmm. So, Brian, if you had to uh, come up with some thoughts about uh, what specifically is happening right now that you'd say is... is, uh, is is fulfillment of prophecy. Now, what would you say those things are? Well, I would say uh, uh, the increase in knowledge, uh, the increase in lawlessness, and uh, just the alignment, the wars and rumors of wars, and the alignment of the, the countries that that are going to be mm. here in, in, uh, during the tribulation era. What what do you mean by the alignment, Brian? What talk about that well, a little you, bit? Yeah, the, the alliances of who's going to be on what side during, for instance, the Battle of Armageddon. Uh huh. And who's and, that? Uh, who who are those? Well, a lot of the, a lot of uh, well, Russia is number number one because uh, they're specifically pointed at uh, as coming from the direct north. Mm. And. Uh, there's uh, China and um, a lot of the Arab nations, uh, minus the Saudis, and I think there's uh, there's a couple more that that uh, are are going to be a little bit more neutral. Mm. And uh, the European Iraq, common market. And, pardon me. The European common market or the yeah. European nations. Uh huh. Now, where do you see, Brian, China? So many people, they're so confused about China. Many people say they don't really see China in the biblical end times. How do you explain China right now? Well, I think during the last part of the Battle of Armageddon, uh, there there are going to be hordes from the east Mm. that uh, are going to come in and and battle with God. And uh, so... The uh, Euphrates River is going to be dried up, so these hordes can. can and have you 
You know, you say that, and I was just listening on the news uh, about a month ago. It said the Euphrates River is drying up. Are you yep. serious? Wow. Yeah. yeah. You dry up, yeah. Yeah, exactly. it's drying up. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Now, what so about the United know. States, Brian? What about the United yeah, States? Yeah, uh, you know, some people say they saw the, the, the lion with the eagle's wings. I mean, I've, see, I've heard a lot of things. Where do you see the United States at this time? I don't think they're specifically mentioned. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, we can surmise, uh, but uh, I really don't see them as, as being a huge part in, in all of this. I don't know. My personal feeling is that we're going to get taken out, and uh, as Christians, and there aren't going to be uh, United States is not going to have the backbone that it once had, and I, I certainly can see that mm. with uh, you know with the way things are going. Well, if the rapture took place before then, then I can understand now it's left to all of those who don't think like we do, and I can't see America standing under those values. No. No, they're strangely absent um, mm. in, in, in end-time events. You'd think with, uh, you know, the our, our once-held uh, once status, of being a superpower that we'd be there, but uh, it it just doesn't seem like uh, the United States is going to be that big of a factor in anything. Hmm. I'm not sure. You know, yeah. there's there's a lot. I mm -hmm. you know I, I, I certainly don't know for sure, and I'd hate to speculate. Yeah. That's right, and and it you know there are things we still don't know, but we do see. Uh, it seems like we're headed real quickly into into some sort of a, a world government uh, d uh, domination over the human race. Uh, we're, we're we're beginning to taste that already. Um, you know, with Canada and and uh, Australia and other parts of the world. It certainly appears that way. <clears throat> It's like, uh, you know, things are, are, are going in that direction, most mm -hmm. definitely. Well, that's, a, that's an interesting thought, that, uh, that, that here we are sitting here today. We think we're the most powerful nation in the world, and, and yet, uh, yet we're, not, we're not there anymore. Uh, we're, not, we're not talked about in Bible prophecy much, at least not that we understand at this point. We've got to take a break now, and uh, we'll be back in a couple of uh, minutes. This is uh, Dale Carlson at with Simple Faith with Bob Bowmeyer and Brian Carlson today. So come on right back. We'll be here for another uh, 20 minutes or so, and, and we look forward to talking to you some more, Brian. Okay, sounds good. Bye-bye. Bye. Welcome back. Uh, my name is Dale Carlson. I'm here with Bob Bowmeyer and my brother, Brian Carlson, calling in from Apache Junction, Arizona today. Uh, welcome back, Brian. Yes, it's nice to Thank talk. You. Nice to talk to you today. You know, uh, we talk about pro Bible prophecy, but uh, our founder the, of Emmaus Teams, uh, we we work under Emmaus Teams as Simple Faith Radio. He had a vision uh, back in the early '80s on an airplane, and he had a vision that was so strong. Uh, it he uh, he he followed that vision to uh, 
to the day he died. Mm. And the vision was that we were going to have a famine in this country at some point, and that he would, uh, he would, his job was to find ways to help feed people during those difficult times. And so I, I'm just wondering, you know, what we should be doing now that, uh, you know, as a result of these prophecies, uh, and, you know, it, it says in, I believe it's Joel, that uh, young men will see visions and old men will dream dreams. Yes. And uh, certainly Ralph saw a vision as mm. a young man, and he kept dreaming that dream. He lived for that dream till the day he passed away. Uh, and so, Brian, what do you think we should be doing? Well, I think uh, number one thing we sh- we should be doing is is uh, just trusting in God, just yes. trust Him at His word, mm. and take His word seriously. No and, matter what happens, that's right. No matter what happens, He's yeah. You know, at minimum, He's going to be there with us through the whole thing. Yes, right. And uh, leading and guiding and uh, and protecting us and. Uh, I don't know what um, what things he's going to utilize to protect us, but uh, sometimes it comes from uh, uh, a place that we don't understand, that uh, we never might have even thought of. Um, but that would be the number one thing. Uh, I guess number two, we can see what's, what's coming down the pike. God tells us in his word if we believe it that there are going to be famines and pestilences. So, um, uh, you know, if we can uh, start putting canned food away or dried food away, that mm-hmm. might be a, a very wise thing to do. And mm. if we don't utilize it ourselves, it can be utilized for those um, who come behind us after we're taken in the rapture. So, yeah. Um, you know, explain pestilence. Famine, I think so many people understand, but but explain uh, pestilence if you could, Brian. Well, it can be a, a you know a, a disease or a, an infestation of of, uh, of bugs, or mm-hmm. it can be uh, COVID and illness. Could be COVID, right? It could be very, very well be COVID. Or biological warfare, which I think they're really working on today, the ability to exterminate millions with uh, through biology and, and through uh, diseases. That, uh, that, that's certainly a, a possibility, I think. Mm. Uh, once the Christian influence is gone, the restraining influence is gone off the face of the earth, um, you know, there's certainly indications that uh, that uh, they're going to be nuclear and mm. and you know maybe uh, other weapons in play. You know, biological and and uh, you know hydrogen bombs and, mm. and uh, all and of those things. Talks about you know people standing mm. and uh, their eyes are going to be consumed out of their heads and they're going to be dead before they hit the ground. Well, and, uh, a volcano can cause that as well, right? It, it very well could. Yeah. So it seems to me that uh, that that if these things happen, there's going to be a lot of responsibilities on Christians that are that are here to uh, to step up and love our neighbors. Mm. And uh, and it seems to me that's something we should be practicing right now. 
Is Absolutely. It, get to get you know out of our pew and and start yes. loving our neighbors and uh, building those relationships that mm-hmm. uh, that that can uh, can be established uh, to help us you know get through tough times. Just helping people understand what's what's about to happen and giving examples of how God's word is is being fulfilled in our day. I think yes. is very relevant, and I think it can be used for. Um, for getting people saved and getting people um, to the point where they want to make a change in their lives. Yes. Helping them understand that eye has not seen nor ear has heard nor mind has conceived what what wonderful things God is going to have for them that love them. And uh, they don't have to suffer th- that pain and consequences if they accept Christ as their Savior. And, uh, well, you you know, know, it certainly isn't something that's been difficult for me Mm. uh, because of how God has proven over and over and over and over again throughout my life. I'm sure through Dale's life, I've seen it happen in his life. Yes. And uh, God is good. He is. God is good. I, I just preached a whole sermon on God is good. And then at the oh. end, I summed it up with, God is good. <laughs> uh, and, and he is good. But, you know, and, uh, Paul said this, that occupy until the Lord comes. And that exactly. word occupy is the word occupation. So it's not a time to quit our jobs and join a commune. It, it, it's a time to get out in the world and, and be an example, uh, whether through good works and through the word. Uh, there's so many things for us to do. Yeah, I think uh, exactly. I think that uh, that being born again mm. means that our spiritual eyes are opened. You know, our, our, we were born the first time with our carnal eyes, and when we're born again, our spiritual eyes are That's open. It. And I think about what the prof the prophets in the Old Testament and how they would get up and they would they would tell everybody what was going to happen and everybody kind of said oh yeah 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 that'll that'll never happen and it went on with their business as uh, as there was yeah. nothing important to think about and then the prophecy comes true and it's in retrospect that people realize that oh yeah that's what wow. he was talking about and it's too late it's too late to do anything. Well, Jesus coming was that way. Exactly. They, they, they yeah. didn't see how a poor child would become the Messiah right. or was the Messiah. So, you know, I think I think with our spiritual eyes that those of us who have been born again mm. need to start really opening our eyes and, and thinking about, you know, what is our role in all this? And it's not to sit in a pew. It's not to huddle down in a corner. But it's to get out and do what Jesus called us to exactly. do, and that is love others like Jesus loved me. Yes. Lo- loves me. I was talking with somebody uh, yesterday kind of about this, and just uh, uh, this person was telling me that that uh, I couldn't understand why Christianity was any better than any other uh, religion. And honestly, um, the difference is that we see things differently through us through spiritual eyes mm-hmm. that are are uh, are are watching these things and we're responding with love, not not with not with you know you know uh, different religions. That's between them and God. You know, our 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 job is to, as Jesus loved us, to love the the people around us. Yes. And uh, and I just think that there's so much more that we could be doing 
that would really change the way that people view Christianity, the way that people view Jesus. I mean, if, if we're not if we're not behaving like that, what's what's the use of our Christianity? How are we different than anybody else? It's that profound love, I think, that uh, that uh, that Jesus said, "Go do what I did." Mm. And uh, um, so I think there's a lot for us to do, and I think uh, I think this uh, this Bible prophecy is such an encouragement. It should be an encouragement to get out there and get to work. That's right. Well, I think what we're doing. I think what we're doing with uh, the way out, you know, trying to help people that are addicted uh, to find a pathway out of their dilemma and their addictions. You know, what can we do? You know. it, I think over and over in the Bible, Brian, it says, what have ye in the house? You know, God's not looking for a lot. He's looking for the lad's lunch. He's looking for uh, the little bit of meal or the little bit of oil or, or whatever it is we have. We may say, well, I don't have much. And God said, I can take that little that you have and I can do great things with it. Are you willing to trust me and to step out? Exactly. Look at the widow's might. Mm. Um, you know how she gave, and and everybody else was giving these larger sums of money, and mm. she gave what she had, and uh, you know Christ brought that out as, as uh, you know, as as a good thing. She she did what she could. Yes, and she even went beyond that. She gave all. And, exactly. And, and the thing is, is I mean, just to explain it for a minute, I mean, the offering plate at that time was a brass horn, and when you threw the coin against it, the heavier the coin, the louder that thing would ring, and people could <laughs> tell who was given the most because the heavier the coin, the more it was worth. But that uh-huh. poor little mite was a little wooden thing, and you threw it against the tin horn, a brass horn, and it wouldn't make any noise. Yeah, uh-huh. you wonder how many people threw rocks in there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm getting a boulder. Yeah. And nice as a fire, that. maybe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, well. So, Brian, what, what should we do next? Trust God. Trust Tell God. Tell people about what's going on and mm. related to what God said would happen in his word. I think there's such an... Uh, evangelical um, evangelist approach that we can take to this that uh, you know people are going to want to get saved and what more loving thing can you do for a person than to uh, help open their eyes uh, pray pray mm-hmm. to the heavenly father that their eyes would be opened and yes. that, uh, the spirit would do his work and, and draw these people into a relationship mm-hmm with Jesus Christ so they can escape. And I think I think that whole, that are coming upon the earth. Yeah. I agree with you a thousand percent and uh, and I but I'd say I'd add one more thing to it is that that we've got to show people, not only tell them, but we've got to show people that our lives have been transformed by what we do and how we behave, how we interact with those around us that that agree with us and especially those who don't agree don't agree with us. You know, how, how are we responding to those people? Are we are we the ones, are we the judges? Are we the ones that are, are saying, no, no, you're, this is wrong, you're going to hell? Or are we the people that are saying, Jesus loved me even though I was a sinner? And, yeah. Uh, and and now, I, now I, I get to pass that on because I trust that Jesus has gone to prepare a place for me. Hmm. And, uh, and so I just, I feel so strongly that uh, our words 
are so impacted by either our actions or our lack of actions. It's either empty words or it's got something in substance that, that says, you know, we really do care. I think the strongest um, strongest uh, thing that we can do to show Christ in our lives is, is live yes. it. Yes. Uh, there's no better witness than a life well lived. Mm. I think one of the areas that we you know we talk about living for Christ, but one of the areas that we we don't talk about much is, I, I think, is what does that what does that entail? And a lot of times it it entails just just reading and studying and listening to sermons, and it's so much more than that. Mm. Yeah, it sure is. You know, now I think this. Uh, you know, just to read and study and. Uh, and to hold all that inside would be very selfish. Oh yeah, um, oh. yeah, and and fruitless. I can't imagine uh, going through what's going to be happening, and uh, it just it, it breaks my heart to think that that people that had a chance or or, or got the message and decided to wait, uh, how they're going to have to pay for that. And uh, it, it it just breaks my heart. I, Jesus said that he's willing that none should perish. Yes, but at all. And, uh, mm. and by letting somebody perish without doing our duty as Christians um, is, is, is a very sad thing. It, that is it's very so motivating for me to uh, be able to help somebody understand and, and give their life to Christ so well, they don't have to go through that. We've got one minute, I think, Brian. Um, could you just pray with people to, that would might want to give their lives to Christ right now? Oh, absolutely. Heavenly Father, I just thank you that where two or three are gathered in your name, there you are yes, in the midst. And Lord, I just pray that uh, this message of uh, what's happening today, that people would resonate with that and consider uh, giving their life to Jesus yes, Christ. Lord. Yes, Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Lord. Father. I just pray that uh, that uh, many mm. would come to a saving knowledge of you before you come for Amen. your church. And Lord, uh, we know that that uh, we don't know the day or the hour, but you've given us signs That's right, Father. that we can follow that uh, let us know we're that si we're very close. We're signing off right now, Brian. Uh, thanks, God bless thanks you. for your prayers. And you can get a hold of us with any questions. You can uh, email me at dale at, at simplefaith.net. God bless you. Have a great week. We'll God see you next you week. All. Thank you.